Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. Rebecca's voice and content has been with me throughout the most darkest moments in my life. And it was a light in a very, very dark tunnel that I had to go through after I ended a relationship with my ex-husband, who was a narcissist. Her words, she doesn't sugarcoat, and that's what I love about her. Her words were always with me and gave me a lot of power and and gave me what I needed to, to get through this. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I am so excited today. These are my favorite episodes, my favorite, favorite, favorite episodes. I have today Christine Hoffman. She has been through it and transformed. She has healed, She, but she dealt with the worst nightmares and went through the darkest valleys of hell and then transformed her life. She knew how to pivot. She learned how to pivot and reclaimed herself. She went from being in a narcissistic relationship and then found her truth and found her peace and now she is helping others do the same. She's learned how to turn her pain into power. And she wants to help you guys do the same thing and by telling her story. So, I mean, she she's, was in a women's shelter. I mean, all sorts of things. So um, let's hear her story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christine, for being willing to share. So welcome. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan. It's such an honor to be here. I admire you as a person. I admire you as a business person, and I'm very inspired by you. Thank you for doing what you do. Oh, thank you. Well, you are pretty amazing yourself. You were raised in Europe by Swiss and Colombian parents. You've got a master's degree in communications from the University of Zurich, and you worked for Microsoft, you were an entrepreneur, you were in the franchising industry. I think this is important for people to know because I say this all the time, that narcissists don't attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They attach themselves to you because you have so much. And... You know, this woman is powerful. She's a badass. She's incredible. She had a career that went from Europe to Canada, Mexico. I mean, she's amazing. 
and ended up married to a narcissist, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think people think, oh, narcissists only target meek, mild, you know, women or people who are going to be, I think, you know, people who are going to just do whatever they say or whatever. That's not the truth, is it? No, it is not. The little bit I know about narcissism, I literally knew nothing. So to be honest, for all the years that I was married to a narcissist, I didn't have an idea. Like I didn't know I was I was dealing with a narcissist. Um, and so, you know, like every narcissistic relationship, everything started perfectly. The law of bombing. I got jewelry immediately. I was, um, my ex was living in another country. So I was given flights to go visit him. He would visit me. It was just perfect. I didn't have to spend a dime. Everything was taken care of. I felt like a princess. I was on this very high um, pedestal and I was I was very comfortable. I had never been there. So I thought, wow, this guy really means it. Mm. And so now looking back, it's very hard for me to put the finger at the moment where actually the things changed and the love bombing became abuse. I mean, there was always a little bit of abuse, but let's say it was 10% abuse and 90% love bombing. And then just the abuse would increase and increase and increase. And suddenly there was just way more abuse than, than love. And I, I call this crumbs of love, what I was getting once in a while. And I was living living for those. And, and my relationship was really characterized by blaming me for the misbehavior of my husband. And I'm talking, he would get out of the car and he wanted to go fight with a, with, a, with another driver on a red light. And I, while I was pregnant, sitting beside in the car, like dangerous behavior, reckless behavior. But I was always, I was taking the blame. I, I was the reason why he was in a bad mood. I was the reason for everything bad happening. I just took it. I just took it. I, I took every blame. I started to believe that I was crazy, which was his favorite thing to do. He was a master gaslighter. And I just took it on. I was like, okay, I'm crazy. And I really, I, I went to therapy throughout the whole relationship. I also started self-harming. I was in pain. My neck hurt. My back hurt. Even my throat hurted. Um, and I was becoming like almost two people. I was one person at home. I was sad. I was sometimes fighting. Sometimes I was in freeze mode, so I wasn't even reacting. I was just trying to survive. Um, but then to the outside world, to my friends or family, I was still trying to be this, the person they knew. So this disconnect, very unhealthy disconnect of, of, of trying to, to be someone I wasn't because I was feeling horrible, that, that was really, really hard on me as well. And so mm -hmm. there was a lot of depressive moments in, in, in our life or in my life. And at that time, so I moved to another country for him. Um, but then we, we, we moved back to Canada. Um, and then he hated Canada. Everything about Canada was horrible. The people, the language, the food, terrible. And again, I took the blame because I brought him here. Um, and so the relation went on. I had, we had the first child, the second child, and things just went downhill. 
um, downhill, downhill, downhill. But again, I did not know I was dealing with a narcissist. I was just a master in taking on the whole blame. And I didn't know. Uh, so thank you for being so willing to share and being so willing to be open, first of all. I, you, you were going to help so many people by doing this. Second of all, I want to take you back because I think it's going to help people if we go back because there are so many people who are going to be listening to this who are where you were. And so I want to go back to that place where, first of all, what kinds of things did he say exactly to get you into what kinds of words did he use for the love bombing? What what kinds of things was he saying during the love bombing stage? I think after about two hours of our first date, he told me he feels a connection that he's never felt before um, and that he thought we, we were soulmates. About that's... So the second time I saw him, because again, I was living somewhere else. So when I came back, the second time I saw him, he asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. And instead of thinking, that's abnormal, <laughs> I thought, wow, he's so in love with me. Um, and it went on and on. And so he would he would always pay for everything. And he would, he would tell me that I'm his princess and that I, I didn't need to do anything, that he would take care of me. I always say, I take care of you. I want to take care of you. And he really knew what types of questions to ask. So I opened up completely. I was extremely honest. I told him everything, all my pain, all my, my problems from the past. And he he really said, oh, that's never going to happen with me. I'll take so good care of you. And I believed him everything. Another thing he was very good at is future faking. So I'm always, I'm very goal-oriented at work, but also in life. I always know where I'm headed. And I always have my goals and my dreams. And coincidentally, his goals and dreams were completely aligned with mine. And that's also one of the reasons why I, 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 I stayed in the relationship. Because I thought, well, was, at least we have the same goals and, and, and the same plans for the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was all a lie. Right. And what kinds of red flags did you ignore? Oh my God, Rebecca. (laughs) There were so many red flags, but it's also, and now I know they were red flags. Some of them, I just, I just didn't know it was really the lack of knowledge and information that I had at that time, but just the, the relationship evolved way too quickly. And, and because also the distance, I just moved with him right away. A couple months later, I was pregnant. It's just the pace of the relationship. And he would, his humor was only mocking people. And he would mock his own friends. He would mock his coworkers, his bosses. Like everybody around him were idiots, stupid, ugly. And that that did bother me because I'm usually I'm a very positive person and I always see the good in people. And he would say that about people that I really loved. And that was very hurtful for me. Um, that was a big one. 
Um, and he was just, he was always unhappy. So he was a covert, he is a covert narcissist. So the victim, so always being the victim, um, that's a very typical one and a victim for everything. He was always unhappy, things he he always painted a picture of himself like he he was a superhero but because of everybody around him and then also including me he wasn't able to achieve his full potential mhm mhm yeah and um and then of course that turned to you right of course yes and so um how did that happen how did the devaluing start um, it's very tough to say exactly that moment, but it has, I think it was around the time I got pregnant the first time. Um, I was very focused on being pregnant for the first time. And uh, number one, number two, I was very nauseous. I felt, I felt bad. So, so I was focusing more on me than on him. And I think that was, that was terrible for him. So the narcissistic supply that I was usually giving him, all the time wasn't coming as he was used to and that he couldn't have it. He couldn't have it. He was horrible to me when I was pregnant. Um, and that's, I think that's when the shift really happened and we never, never came out of there. Mm, yeah. How long were you in this relationship? Um, total seven years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And how did you feel at the the darkest place? Can you give us some color around that? Can you describe how you felt? Well, absolutely. I always had symptoms. So I always was in pain, like physical, but I also, I went through phases of, of depression. Um, I had a very low energy and you see me, I'm a very energetic person. So for me to be completely low energy, I could barely get out of bed. And those symptoms just became more and more severe. I was self-harming. And at the end of the relationship, I was self-harming daily. And the worst moment was I had I had given up on myself. I believed, I just, I stopped fighting, you know, fight, flight, freeze. So I stopped fighting and just completely went into freeze accepting that I'm crazy, that I'm a horrible mother, that I'm a horrible wife, and just altogether a horrible negative person. I just, I took it in and I just completely accepted that. Just to be in peace, I just didn't want to fight anymore because I had no more, no more energy. I was in absolute survival mode. And I could feel almost like as if I was beside myself. I was so far away from me as who I am, from my essence, that I could feel myself being beside me. It's the worst feeling in the world. Wow. You could feel yourself being beside you. That is so powerful. Like your true self almost. Yeah. It's almost like your soul yeah. is inside well, in there yeah, somewhere, absolutely. like your your real. So I almost get the chills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, how did that change? Where did the 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 pivot happen? So, I'm still not knowing that I'm dealing with a narcissist. So I'm, I'm at these very dark places, 
still thinking that's just me and something is wrong. And I was constantly researching personality disorders for me to see what's wrong with me. And then being a mom to little children, not being able to function the way I wanted to function for them, it, it was really, it was very, very, it was killing me. It was really, really bad. Um, and it was a, it was a more coincidence. So on a average day where I was being told that I'm a bad person and that I'm crazy, my ex-husband went on to tell me, you're not even able to do therapy right. Oh my God. I kept thinking, oh yeah, because I had given up on myself. I didn't even continue therapy at that time. I said, oh, good idea. I'm going to go back to therapy. So I make an appointment. It is COVID. So the appointment happens over the screen, like we're talking right now. Um, And I'm just sitting there and I'm saying, I'm here because my husband says I'm crazy and that I'm not even doing therapy right. And the therapist tells me, is he a gaslighter? Is he gaslighting you? And I'm like, guess what? I had never heard that word before. It was a new word. What is that? So she sent me over a little overview. I'm starting to read. So all like sentences that gaslighters use a lot. Things like, I never said that. You're crazy. You're too sensitive. And my eyes like popped. I'm like, I cannot. This is a thing. Like people do that on purpose. I couldn't believe it. It was like she just lit a match in a very dark tunnel. And I don't know what is happening. I couldn't believe it. This was a thing. And then she went on and said, um, he probably also lacks empathy. Sends me the next overview. And I go through the list again. I'm like, oh my God, Tim, this is my husband. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to Shopify dot com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today shopify.com slash best life did you know that americans spend more than 90 percent of their time indoors and that in some cases indoor air can actually be more polluted than outdoor air and that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths across the world every year. Airborne allergens are the most common allergy triggers such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. 
We are so happy to introduce an air purifier that captured the attention of established media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor is amazing and it comes with no questions asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctor.com and use the promo code Your Best Life. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 40% off. You're saving up to 40% off. Lock in this special offer by going to AIR. D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O dot com and use the promo code Your Best Life. So I had a lot to <laughs> I had a lot to chew on. I went home for the next three nights because during the day I was still a mom and a wife. But during the nights, for three nights, I just researched. So when you Google gaslighting and lack of empathy, guess what comes out? Of course. Narcissism. <laughs> narcissism, narcissism, narcissism. So I am taking it all in. I'm researching, reading, listening, watching videos. You came up as well, Rebecca. <laughs> That's when I saw you for the first time. Oh my goodness. All this information. And I'm realizing it wasn't me. It was him. It's a thing. People do that. People are so manipulative that they want to make you believe that you're you're, you're lost. You're crazy. You're worth nothing. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's when I realized I need to leave. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. I felt like a victim. Um, and when I, when I heard your, your content and your words, and, and that's what I love about what you say, you say, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. It's, it's You can either be a victim forever, that's very easy, but you can also make a decision and say, no, there is something I can do. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Are you so ready to shut down that narcissist for good? I totally get it. And my brand new book is now available for pre-sale, Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win. If you pre-order the book, you get tons of free gifts, including early access to the manuscript, early access to my private launch team. You get my free masterclass and a whole complete workbook. The total value of the free gifts is close to $400. So you just go to slaythebully.com to pre-order the book and then claim all your powerful trainings, your mindset tools, everything for free just by pre-ordering the book. Slaythebully.com to find out more and start learning how to shut down that narcissist for good. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. What they're trying to do, what this is code for, what this is code for is 
I am going to try to get you to agree to a whole bunch of stuff up front. And I'm going to definitely not going to agree to anything, but I'm going to trick you into something. And then down the road, you're going to be held to all of this. And now we return to today's show. All right. And so how did you get out? Yeah, so it was COVID. Uh, borders were closed. Um, Canada was extreme, so nobody was allowed to come into this province. We were living in a new province because he had gotten a job that he then also lost because of COVID. So there we were in a completely new city where people couldn't come visit me. So it was a very lonely situation. Um, and I, I, I didn't. I knew I had to leave. But I, I didn't really know the mechanics of it. So I just told him. I sat him down, literally. And I went through the most horrible things he had done to me during our relationship. And I just needed to hear it one more time. And of course, he blamed me as always. It was all my fault, his horrible behavior, all because of me. So we went through all these. And at the end, I just said, I can't be with you. I cannot be with a person who thinks like that about me. This is it. He asked me to stay in the apartment because where was he going to go? It was COVID. He was going to look for an apartment. I, I, I think he never did. Um, and then he started spiraling. So he went from anger to very abusive to aggressive. And again, I have two little children, right, in the same home. And he was completely unpredictable. I didn't know what is he going to do the next day. Is he going to be angry? Is he going to be sad? He, he would sometimes cry for hours. He would go away, go drink and come back. So I was I was getting more and more scared because I didn't know if, if, if we were safe. So I started at nights. He didn't sleep. So at nights I would go with my children, lock the door, put all the furniture of the kid's bedroom in front of the door. And I did that a couple nights. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like I already realized he's a narcissist. I already know what he is. I am scared at home with two little children. There has to be some something I can do here. And so I, I called one of my friends from here and she said, why don't you look up women's shelters? Like, oh, okay. And I called them and I'm almost apologizing, thinking I do not qualify to go there. Yeah. And I'm giving them my story. And they're like, okay, is he home right now? I said, no. Okay. Pack your things, pack the kids, come here immediately. And this, this first conversation with, with people who understood me and validated what I had gone through, oh, it was, it was so liberating, Rebecca. It just felt so, so good. Um, and from there, I just, yeah, I mean, the locks were changed at the door, and that's literally how I came back. Um, and, yeah, so that's how I left. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so, I mean, were you, like, adrenaline flowing and... Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, there's the, the degree of manipulation, and that's what they told me at the women's shelter. Like, try to talk from yourself. We feel like you're still blaming yourself. You're still making excuses for him. Just try to talk from your own self. And I was in shock. Like, I wow, like I couldn't, I couldn't. I, I had such a such a hard time doing that. So, yeah, it was it was it was. It was a an extreme experience. Yeah. 
I'm so proud of you, though. I mean, so strong. Uh, and how did the program help you shift your mindset to feel empowered and all of that? So my my I was extremely extreme. I felt extremely great after I had just left the narcissist. But then after I got a lawyer and I was told, your kids have to see their dad. That's when my my new great world just just broke again, and I was I was again like I felt terrible again. I said, how am I? How is this possible? How how am I going to give my kids into the care of this of this man? And I felt I felt like a victim. I felt like a victim from the legal system. I felt like a victim because the narcissist seemed to get away with everything. Um, I had some people in my friends and family circle who were blaming me and, and they had some very rough things to say um, because separation, you know, with little children is not a thing you should you should typically typically do. And I felt very, very small and I felt like a victim. Um, and when I when I heard your your content and your words, and, and that's what I love about what you say, you say, you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. It's it's you can either be a victim forever, that's very easy, but you can also make a decision and say, no, there is something I can do. And also I've um I've been in franchising most of my career. And if, if you look at franchising, franchising is a business in a box. That's exactly how I felt. I'm in a box. But some franchises are more successful than others. And it's because of the individual that is in them, that owns them. I'm like, oh, I'm owning this box. Okay. So I am going to be successful in this box. It's not easy, but there's something I can do. And as I was looking at me in this box, I was I was not just seeing one individual. I saw a lot of parts that were there. I was a mom, first and foremost, but I was also... A professional. So I was a daughter as well. I was a sister. I was a friend. There were so many things. And there was so there was so much potential in there to be better in everything. And I starting with the physical, I started to go to the hairdresser again. I made my nails. I started putting makeup on again and, and going to the gym and, and being sporty. So I just I just transformed myself being maybe in a box, but just looking at what I can do rather than what I can't do. And that those are your words. <laughs> oh, I love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we carry them and we bottle them up, it can definitely affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get them off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I know it's definitely been helpful for me in learning how to deal with past trauma and set boundaries and be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's super convenient because it's all online and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash negotiate today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash negotiate. So, and 
you um, wanted me to ask you about the importance of consuming relevant content. Um, so um, talk about that. So that was absolutely crucial to me. So it was COVID. It was a pandemic. People that I love and family members and my friends were not allowed to come to support me. So everything was online. So all the information that I was consuming, the voices that I was hearing were, were influencers such as yourself, Rebecca, were people that talked about this topic. And, and, and I became, a, every Monday I knew the new episode is going to come out from your podcast. And I, I had to listen to it. I was really, every Monday there was, a, there was this moment of peace and there was something inspiring for me. And it just, that kept me going and going and going. And I mean, your content is just absolutely amazing, even without a pandemic. But if you have nothing else, it's just having this voice there that is holding you. And I think it's your German side because you're also to the point, no sugar coating. It's like, bam, <laughs> you have to make a decision. You, you, you have the power, but you have to grab it. You have to do things to, to, to get out of it. I love it's it. Very yeah. And now you are a certified narcissistic trauma informed coach. Wow. What is that? <laughs> yeah. So as I was um, going through my own healing journey, I did a lot of things intuitively. Like I got myself a spiritual guide to, to connect mind, body and soul again, because I was so dissociated from, from, I was numb. Like I could barely feel anything. At the end of the relationship, I could barely feel the love for my children. I knew I loved them. I gave them kisses and hugs, but I couldn't feel anything. I was completely numbed out. And so with a lot of meditation, we time traveled. We went to my childhood and made sure that we also got rid of everything that had happened in the past, which is what brought me into a relationship with a narcissist in the first place. So I did a lot of things very intuitively. And then I found um, this training that now also put the science behind everything. And um, so I'm using now um, heart therapy, internal family systems, polyvagal mm. theory, somatic belief reprogramming. That's when you that. rewire the brain and hypnotherapy. So really all these elements, but they're all focused on healing from narcissistic abuse. And I think also um, what is very unique about it is I look at narcissistic abuse as trauma. It, it is, is trauma. Definitely trauma. It is trauma, but the narcissist did not create your initial trauma or your initial wound. That happened before the narcissist. Definitely. They're just very smart and they, they just know how to use it first to lure you in so the love bombing is based on your core wound on your false belief about yourself be it i'm not lovable or i'm not good enough or i don't matter they're gonna take that and soothe that wound and make sure you you feel amazing and then they're gonna use it against you and that's why when you're when you're able to realize what is my core wound what happened to me what brought me to this narcissist in the first time? If you can go there and heal that wound, I mean, then you're golden. And not just for yourself, but for your children. If you're a parent and you're able 
to heal from childhood trauma, imagine what type of a parent that makes you. Mm. And human to know that you're lovable. Exactly. Yeah. And what you can give to the world. Look what you're doing now. Yeah. So what are you currently working on? So I'm working on a program for for parents. Um, I, I find like, again, I find parents in this situation, it's so tough because they can't just walk away from the narcissist. Right. So knowing that this individual lacks empathy, is selfish, is controlling, has abused you in their relationship, and they now can can spend time with your kids and you're not even able to protect them. Like that situation I find is so, so painful and so, so tough and so overwhelming. I really want to help parents in that situation navigate and and pivot from feeling like a complete victim like I did to feeling empowered and being able to become the parent that their their children deserve. And so I'm creating um, a group program. It's a group coaching program. It's going to be online. And so it's it's a step-by-step guide how to heal from narcissistic abuse. It has elements in how to go into the past and heal from past traumas that you had that actually brought you into into a relationship with a narcissist in the first place. And then also working on your future self. So it's almost like a time travel. So you work on your present self. So um, what tips do you want to share with people? What do you want to leave people with? Yeah, I think... um, what I hear a lot on my on my Instagram, I get a lot of messages about what should I do or how should I react? The narcissist is doing this and that. And it's mainly about co-parenting. Like, what should I do? They're, they're now saying this. How should I react? And I just, I notice there's a, you're so emotional that this whole thing is emotional. You're in a trauma response. You have to parent at the same. It's so overwhelming, this whole situation that you, you, you don't really know what to do. So I think uh, a good thing to get started is communication. Mm-hmm. And so um, I created uh, five strategies to effectively communicate with a narcissist, with a co-parenting narcissist. Um, and you can grab those. Anyone can grab those for free on my website, thepeacefulparentmethod.com. Oh, um, and I guarantee no matter where you are on your co-parenting journey, with a narcissist, it's going to make a huge difference. It's about how to communicate, but then it's also about how can you not communicate with the narcissist and really find your peace from within. Love it. I'm, I'm just making sure that we put that in um, the show notes as well. Um, so I'm just writing that down. So we put that in the show notes for you. So we'll make sure we put links to that and uh, and everything else that you mentioned. And so where can we find more about you? You mentioned your Instagram as well. Yeah, so you can either go on my website, thepeacefulparentmethod.com. Okay. Uh, or you can find me on my Instagram, christine.hoffman.ds. Christine.hoffman.ds. Okay, we will make sure that we link all of this in the show notes as well so that you can find out more about her and um, get in touch with her if you would like. So 
thank you so much for being willing to share your story. I know that you will help so many people and you are absolutely incredible. So I really... You are incredible. <laughs> ah, thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Hey, Slayers. I'm here to tell you about a new podcast I'm excited about. Creating Confidence, hosted by Heather Monahan, a part of the Yap Media Network. Heather sits down with experts like Gary Vee, Sarah Blakely, and Les Brown to share with you techniques and strategies to create your confidence, pursue your dreams, and leapfrog villains you'll meet along the way. Creating Confidence is about elevating your confidence to the highest level ever. And take your business right there with you. Don't believe me? I'm going to share some of the amazing reviews that I've seen on Apple. Here's one. Heather has the perfect gems of wisdom that not only inspire you, but motivate you into action. I recommend it to anyone who wants to elevate their reach and go to that next level. How about that? That's amazing. Here's another one. Heather is so inspiring, and each episode is filled with tips and tricks on how to become more confident and live the life of your dreams. So if you are looking to level up your confidence, check out Creating Confidence now. Subscribe to Creating Confidence with Heather Monahan today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is.